The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Boston Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, all y'all out there, welcome to the Boston Podcast. We are over approaching 65,000 downloads for this show, so people, put your time to better use. Get a life, for God's sakes. What are you? No, I'm just kidding. What I mean to say is thank you, and if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend, and by the way, if you like your own podcast, we produce it right here in our Westwood Studios at pod617.com. Come visit us and you could be the next big podcast star. Right off the top, I want to thank our sponsor, the U.S. Postal Service, usps.com slash careers is where you go to find out about careers in the Postal Service. They're the second largest employer in the nation. And by the way, they're hiring for the holiday season. 18 bucks an hour seasonal work from November through January. Please apply at the aforementioned website, usps.com slash careers. Make a little extra scratch for the holiday season. Right, guys? Oh, see, this is the moment where you don't know, listener, who my fabulous guests are. But, oh, first of all, Carrie's here, my sidekick, Carrie. Hi. Okay. (laughs) I don't need an introduction. I was looking for a cough drop. (laughs) I promised I wasn't going to make fun of you for being late on the queue, but I think you had an excuse there and you quickly picked it up. It helps to talk into the microphones. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I was looking for a cough drop. Very good. Okay. Keep us updated on the cough drop situation. I found it, but now I'm afraid to use it. Oh, good. Yeah, we all are. So um, uh, how about summer camp, kids? This is a nice time to talk about summer camp because it's just getting cold and we're just getting friggin' depressed at the weather. And let's uh, return to memories of the summer with our two good friends today from Camp Bower. Bowercrest. They were one of my rival camps <laughs> growing up. I'm suppressing the hatred, but it is a fine camp. And we have Stacy Pollock and Ken Cotton from Camp Bowercrest. Thanks for being here. That's right. You can say hi now. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They're good at what they do. So Ken is the director of Camp Bowercrest. Stacy is uh, Stacy Pollock, the camp mom and camp relations director of Bowercrest. Um, is Camp Mom actually on your business card, uh, Stacy? Camp Mom's the first thing on my business card. Of course it is. I love that. That's You're my so favorite part of my job. Well, we should mention that Bowercrest is all boys. So, Ken, why'd you let a fox into the hen house or a hen into the fox house, however that goes? Because boys need uh, a woman's influence into some of their decision making. For sure. Because otherwise they would walk around all day in their dirty underwear, like uh, around and about the camp. Yeah, that's one reason, yeah. My uh, brother-in-law, John Roos, is it, you know the Roos brothers? Does that sound familiar? They, well, so they're alumni of Bowercrest. I know you went to Natticook growing up. We're throwing out around all the camp names this morning. Um, but he used to tell me that the great thing was, you know, you never really worry about brushing your hair. You know, you just walk around because there are no girls around for you to impress that is right? true but I, yeah. I do walk around especially with the little kids and i sniff their heads and make sure they're washing their hair and, good on you and they know that uh when i'm coming that they put their heads out and make sure that uh <laughs> you know like a dog getting scratched under their chin they know that 
We hold them accountable for washing their hair once in a while. And you say, good boy, good we boy. We say, good boy, and then they le- <laughs> the, legs scratch, the legs move when I scratch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Carrie and I survived the great Camp Tell Noah lice epidemic of ni- oh, 1989. 88. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But Oh, maybe 89. I no, no, I made that up. It was circa 90. But yeah, you're close. Right around there somewhere. It was, um, we had some, I forget what the evening activity scheduled was, <laughs> but the evening activity soon became uh, quell shampoo oh, or whatever that thing was, was called. Awful. Yeah, we we had to send some poor staffer down to the pharmacy to get these like like boxes of the the lice shampoo. Oh man! And do you remember? And then there was one girl. Remember Sherry Wayne, who was yes. this very sweet yeah, girl? Yeah, the hair. Yeah. Oh, she had. I know. She, she was she was one of those who had like blonde, 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 curly, 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 like huge in the eighties frizzy that's, hair. That's no joke. And, yeah. <laughs> but she was only, I don't know, maybe ten. She was a little thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that poor thing. Yeah, it took. Um, it took hours of man effort to get all the bugs out of her hair. Oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Kid. Right, the joy good. of a boy's can be to shave it all off. That's right. We, yeah, have, three buzz, clippers. Buzz, we have three clippers on, on hand at all times. Is and, that right? Yeah. We do. For that purpose? or no. just, we just in case just, yeah. people and want a haircut. When they start getting a little scraggly. Who does it? Who does the haircut? A lot of the little kids will come in with the buzz cuts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do, are you the barber? Um, I, I can be. <laughs> I, I, do, I used to do all the kids in my neighborhood. That uh, makes sense because uh, kids because kids come in. Some of them are there for seven and a half weeks. Is that how seven long? Seven weeks. Yeah, seven weeks. And so if all you if you're you know eight years nine years old and you got the buzz cut for the summer, why not give it a little trim, right? I, I agree. It's hard to mess like that it. up too. So yeah. that's nice. Yes, yes. Um, you do not use it on your hair, Stacey. Your hair is lovely. No. I can oh, tell. Thank yeah. you. That's kind of. Well, me. that's a, just a guess. I don't know if the you didn't say anything about mine. Yeah, <laughs> you and I have the your same style, <laughs> which is clinging to what we've got remaining. <laughs> Um, we like to kick things off sometimes to kind of break ice with uh, this game called Burning Questions. Carrie and I are going to pepper questions at you. You can see the long list that we've provided. Just, <laughs> just kidding. We uh, we have no list. I don't but that's have a but, list. but it will not impair that's the a segment. Photo. One okay. bit. Yes, here we go. Just one more thing. I have a riddle for you. Answer the question. All right, so Carrie, you want to start or should I start? Uh, okay, actually, I'll start. Um, what is the favorite camp meal? Do you have like traditional yeah. days oh, yeah. where you have a camp meal? Their yes, favorite camp do. meal or the yeah, favorite camp we meal? We have, Go ahead. I mean, what else do you have on Tuesdays okay. but Taco Tuesdays? Oh, Sorry we have that. pasta three ways, I think, usually on Tuesdays. Okay, we have and Wednesdays pizza, and pizza Thursdays. for lunch on Fridays. Yes. Uh, uh, first meal. Grilled cheese Monday. Uh, yes. Grilled cheese Monday. Grilled cheese. And then my favorite, if, if we could ever have an actual every single wednesday if we had sloppy joes mm-hmm. it would make my whole summer <laughs> however we do uh favorite meal yep. i mean chicken nuggets and smiley fries yes my i would say the chicken nuggets <gasps> they and go crazy fries. over the, over that huh how do you go wrong yeah would, are there fries served with the grilled cheese on grilled cheese day no that used to be carry if i remember that was no tomato tomato soup. still have it tomato oh even better yeah except when it's 150 degrees outside and then we usually back it off with the soup a chilled soup like a borscht. <laughs> a borscht. A borscht. Yeah. Borscht. You have to be 100. Oh. Just kidding, kids. We I don't mean, serve borscht. Beets are back. So why not? Yeah, probably not in that format oh, for an all boys camp. With sour cream? No, thank you. Oh, I like the sour cream. Is that cream. like the Sour bo- cream goes like, well in any soup, in my opinion. Check, check it in there. It's a little bit oh, of heaven. Yeah. But like the thought of they sell the borscht in... On the at the end cap with all the other Jewish foods and with the like the gefilte fish in a jar and it so you have the borscht in a jar and then the yeah. gefilte fish in a jar that looks disgusting. 
disgusting. So we served. Sorry, we, no offense. We did not serve borscht to the kids, but we did serve borscht prior to the kids arriving. We had these. When I was a camp counselor, we would show up early. Uh, you probably have it pre-camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few counselors come set up. And as it happens, it coincided with this this group of uh, older men called the Layman's Institute. They would come and they studied Talmud. This is a real Jew. This, oh this, this podcast is where, getting a real Jew. Where real was At Telnar. They would come to Layman. And we called them the doodles because they, they didn't know we called them the doodles because they would doodle around all day. Um, they would, they, you know, they would bring their booze and they would stay in the bunks and then they would, uh, have Bible classes or whatever they did during the day. And then we would serve them food and one, one meal was designated as borscht night and they flipped over the, oh my God, slow-mo borscht tonight. Can you believe it? And, um, you've never seen old Jewish men so excited. So I'm, I'm not a fan of borscht. Are you Ken? No. Yeah. It is beet soup after all. You, you dig the borscht, Stacey? No. I don't. Okay. I don't. I do uh, love kefilte fish, though. You do? Ugh. I do. What do you say, Ken, when someone says, ugh, when someone, when you don't like... Don't yuck other people's yums. That's right. Okay, I'm going to go on a t-shirt. Is it actual fish? I know it's a silly kefilte question. Fish, yeah, it's ground up white fish. My grandmother used to make it. Okay, so it's you white fish. You can't, like, catch a kefilte. You don't, no. you don't, like, you don't catch You don't go kefilte. kefilte fishing. It's a, it's a I have fish. long <laughs> campaigned against the cruel, the cruel killing of the gefilte fish. They were once a proud race. No, they're not. A, <laughs> a gefilte but, fishing. See, you I have will, a gefilte fishing tournament at yes, camp. There you go. <gasps> that would be funny. Everyone's a winner. You well, totally, or, or the young hens. Catch your dinner, <laughs> well, the boys. Younger, the younger kids would not know you were kidding. Like they, for, for all they know, gefilte fish is a fish. You That's hours and hours of fun. There you Try go. to find, oh catch the gefilte. The find first the person to catch the gefilte. 50 degrees. You could have a scavenger hunt. <laughs> right, send them the out there. Yeah. Drop them in the pond. Do you guys have a lake? <laughs> yes, we do. Lake Atatash. Big okay. Lake. Is, um, that, is that connected to Mount Atatash? No, no it's not. It's just, it, that's just no, coincidence. Actually, yeah, nowhere it's nowhere near, near right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're on the. It's New in Hampshire's on the other side of the lake. Yeah. And Atatash is way up in. Colorado. Yeah, yeah. That would right. be awesome, though. You just ski right in. That would be. <laughs> is there? Our, go ahead, Carrie. You go. Um, I know we're getting away from the that's burning okay. questions, but um, so you're an all boys camp. Is there an all girls camp that you kind of like a sister camp that you do socials and stuff with? We we. We don't have a so-called sister camp. Uh, we do have socials with Pembroke. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. We, we have uh, we go there and they come to us. We're doing something a little bit different this year, but we don't want to give away nope. too much information. Ooh. Okay. Um, Everything yeah. at camp is always shrouded in secrecy. That's it. People don't go to camp, don't understand and the, that. And, and the irony is there are no secrets at camp. I know. <laughs> once you get there, you know, there, there are no secrets. Everybody knows everything. Yeah. One but big for, open book. Yeah. But for some reason, like when we were planning, like color war, the break of color war, who's going to be on what team? Or one year we we introduced uh, mud wrestling, which sounds like a terrible <laughs> thing to do at camp. But it was the, it was the counselors wrestling in mud, uh, portraying characters as you would in pro wrestling. And we told the kids that a pipe had burst on the beach, and that's why we were digging a huge hole down there, and everybody stay away from there. But the big surprise was it was mud wrestling. Now, why we couldn't just tell them it was, I don't know. Like, but so, um, so when you have the socials, when you have the socials, how do you make the boys in it to cut to the chase? How do you make the boys behave? <laughs> they haven't seen they haven't seen girls in you know three weeks or well, something. We 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 really discuss it with the boys we discuss about being respectful to everybody and um you know i can't speak to what happened before stacy and i were yep. on the hill but um i do know that we don't uh allow any of the shenanigans shenanigans we don't well and i actually, mean they're in they're yeah, in the hall so i will say good. what was really cool last year that um the the the, the our counselors and pembroke's counselors 
were playing like games during the social. That's awesome. Like the over under with the with the ball, and and they were having fun, and so all the kids were having fun, and it was, mm-hmm. it's not a, um, there's no pressure put on. Right. Um, do you do you do the thing? What if a kid just doesn't like to dance and they're sitting by themselves? What happens with that kid? We have a tremendous. I, mean, I think that's the majority. Yeah. yeah. So we have we have a lot of staff around that that has got their radar out to just go over and sit with them and talk to them and encourage them to ask them to dance if they want to dance. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Encourage them to just talk to people, and, and if they don't, they don't. I mean, it's not like we don't drag anybody in there. Yeah. Um, I do remember my first social at camp, and I barely knew any of the girls and was kind of a quiet kid. I know, shocker. But um, <laughs> but these these teenage girls would ask me to dance. Now, they're the counselors. That's their job. And, it, like, dancing... I don't know if it's any different these days. It was basically standing and clapping, and it's like, you know. But it but it was kind of cool, because then you can go back and say, hey, Rachel, Rachel asked me to dance. And no one busted you and said, well, yeah, she's a counselor, and she felt bad for you. But you, you still kind of felt good. Do you remember, like, what the traditional last um, dance was? Like, Stacey, what, uh, what camp did you go to growing up, or did you? I did not go to camp. That's okay. why I have to go to camp now. Okay. And did, are you there for the socials? Um. I was before my children became of age. <laughs> yeah. And now I am not. And now I am. I stay outside. Okay. I'm not allowed. In. Oh, I see. Because that it's would just, be embarrassing yeah. for mom to be in there. Exactly. So your kids go to Bowcrest. They do. Yeah, they okay. do. Yeah. They, but they're, both of them went before I did. So. Right. And oh. s- and they um they're cool with this. Mom, the, they must, part? they must, they must. No, the, come on. They must like it. Depends no. on the day. <laughs> I mean, when, when I first, um, you know, my first summer on the hill, my son he my little one was not happy about it at all he he started when he was seven so he had one summer without me and then the following summer when i was there he did tell me that i i ruined his whole life um but (laughs) um but my my older son was okay with it my older son was okay with it my my younger son um he he got used to it but he would like seek me out just to see where i was and then say you told me i was never gonna see you right like well you wouldn't have if you weren't looking for me trying to like catch me you know doing my thing or whatever. where are you during the day typically like um i mean we have an in office, office in the yep. big house which is you know the big house where you um it's where we live it's where our offices are but i'm out and about a lot we i mean i'm at all the meals and mm-hmm. i i'm the one who takes all the pictures so are there other females at the camp yeah candace is there i i she, could i could not be the only female at the camp. <laughs> that would, <laughs> oh, that would I, be kind of surreal i don't right? like to do anything by myself not that you're ever by yourself when you're at camp because never but um no it's it's important candace is Candace, she also has two boys, same age, another, yeah. uh, the same age? Exactly the same exactly age. The same age. And, as started, and started when my kids started and, also. And she keeps us on track. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, uh, her official title is the office goddess. Mm. She's very organized. Wow. That's All right. something Go that I aspire yeah. to be. So, Ken, do you recall, just we'll stay on social, so just one more minute. Do you, what are your memories as a young lad at, at Camp Natticook going to these socials i i mean i, I gotta go with free bird or stairway to heaven it was always stairway to heaven yeah, yeah. i even it, remember from school dances you know mm-hmm. you go from there that was always stairway to heaven mm-hmm. the last, and then you didn't know whether you're gonna stay, stay with a slow dance when it when it picked up yeah and then you didn't know if you were gonna stay close <laughs> or go back you know, it was always that tough decision yeah, because the song picks up in the middle. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. We used to dance to a lot of songs that were not actually dance songs no. back then. Like we put Hotel put on California. A, yeah, I mean, right. You, you wonder why you didn't know what to do with yourself. I know you can't. Yeah, 
I mean, the kids are dancing awkwardly to begin with. Like, they're doing the thing where they're at arm's length and kind of holding each other's shoulders. Most of them, anyway. If they get any closer, they're usually cops around. You know, I mean, camp cops. Um, but, uh, Carrie, our mutual friend, Jamie Denbo, who we went to summer camp with, who's now an actress in Hollywood and kind of famous, she wrote an essay in this book. It was a real good book. It was called Camp Camp, meaning campy memories using the word campy not summer anyway you get it but she wrote her essay about uh the anticipation of the social and how you know you know the the girls spent hours and hours doing their hair and picking out the right outfit and this was like the big 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 night and who are you gonna you know maybe kiss or whatever sorry no kissing typically but you might sneak in a kiss here or there but dave are the tell no socials are not what they used to be what are they now they're they get um, like a Northern Lights or a Seagull or a you know party excitement. They all come up and they they put in photo booths and they have the the step and repeats and they do pictures and they do games. It's, it's like a all there's no dance. It's like yeah. a bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. That's what it is. And they're promoting their services, obviously, but um, but they don't. There's no dance anymore. Well, they're dancing. No, well, yeah, they, no, they. I Northern Lights they doesn't dance. get them up dancing. They're dancing, but they're not. It's not stairway the, yeah. slash. You know, yeah, well, um, different. stairway. Could you imagine right here waiting? They put on stairway to heaven. They'd have to start at the beginning because it's eight minutes long. Oh, I, I know. know. <laughs> Richard Marks. Yeah. There are some Richard. others. <laughs> All right, Carrie. Let's give him one okay. last question, then we'll close out this this segment. Um, did, did, did you have one or no? How about no, you? Fav- go ahead. How about um, you guys do color war? Yes. So that's a phenomenon that if you're not a camp, you also don't understand. The the camp is the, two two teams, right? Because in the old days, to, before my time, Tel Noir used to have three teams. There was the the red team, which then got eliminated for some reason. But the whole camp is divided into to two teams. Each gets a color, and they compete for a certain period of time. And so I'm wondering what your memories are of, of Color War at Natacook and then what it's like at Bowercrest. Does it still have the same spirit and all that? Yeah, I mean, so at, at Natacook, it was, I think, three days long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I used to I loved to swim. So I just remembered the swimmy because we had a pool at Natacook, which was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, we also have a pool at Bowercrest. That's not I didn't a huge know that. piece of color war, though. The way Where is the, the pool geographically to the rest? Because when I used when I, I was at Tulnawa, we used to travel to Bowercrest. I so don't as, think there was a pool right back as you, then. Was. Right as you come in, the pool is on the left. Nice. It used to be, for all those alums out there, it used to be where the track was. Okay. Um, but now it's a pool. And kids and, love it. And kids love it. I mean, that's where we do all our swim instruction. Um, at the lake is where we do all the boating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as, as color war, I mean, I remember the softball game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it, you know, my memories are not. Was it it, do you remember being intense? Let me ask you that. I, that's what I was going to say. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember it being as intense as it is at no. Bowerkris. I mean, yeah. it's, we have five full days. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes goes into a six, depending on the weather. Oh, wow. Um, and it is it is so exciting. I mean, our, you know, first year it was a tw- the difference it was four thousand points awarded, and the difference was twelve points. Yeah, that happened once I until now. It's it mind boggling, uh, and everyone was, always said, this is, thinks it's fixed. And I used to think it was fixed before I I was in charge of it. When I was in charge of it, I realized the last thing you want to do is fix it. You want to well, keep. I can it tell you it's fixed. not fixed because yeah. I get all the scores updated yeah. at night and. Yeah, one time in our came it came down to like fifteen points, yeah, and like and like every event in the Apache relay was worth twenty points. So we told the kids, if you won, you can take credit for it, and if you lost, you should be heartbroken because you could. <laughs> and, you should, and everybody should blame you and stone you. It's and all your yes. fault. <laughs> um, that's cool. So we're gonna stay with uh, Ken and Stacy, but uh, let me just take a 
break to mention the U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the nation, and they're hiring for the holiday season, $18 an hour, November to January. Please apply at usps.com slash careers for further info. You can also email the Postal Service at greaterbostonhiring at usps.gov with any questions. Come join the U.S. Postal Service and make some extra money for the holiday season. I also do want to do a shout-out to our partners at Adori. They are a podcast app and a podcast platform. And uh, for you kids, if you like the bells and whistles and you love your podcast, do yourself a favor, download the Adori app and your podcast will come to life. There are images on there, all kind of cool things. And it's a very user-friendly app um, compared to some other apps. Looking at you, Apple, perhaps. No, we love our friends at Apple Podcasts. Don't we, Carrie? Because people are probably listening on the Apple Podcast. At any rate. So um, tell me, we'll start with you, Stacey, but what um, what do you dig about Bowercrest for those who, for the kind of parents, actually, this is a better place to start. Let me back up. I'm always self-correcting here. Um, what do you say to parents who say, I don't know how you could send your kids away for, because <laughs> okay. I meet a lot of parents like this. Do you guys hear this as well? Like, uh, yeah, like, like you, you do what? You send your kids away for, and they're, and they're like as young as like eight years old for as long as seven weeks. I mean, I was one of those kids. That's I didn't go to camp, and, okay. and so I had those. Those were my parents. My parents. We had a house on a lake, and we had all the toys, and we had you know, and and I think their sort of their thought was, why? What do you, what, we have everything here? Why do you need to go there? And except for all the kids and the relationships, I guess they were sort of right. I mean, in that, it sounds it, like you had good memories of summers. I mean, I thought, I, yeah, my, I didn't know what I was missing. Okay, I didn't know what yep. I was missing. And then I met my husband who had gone to Bowercrest. And every time we ran into, I mean, and he went a long, long time ago. And every time we would run into someone, he would, it was like they had just seen each other the day before. And, um, and I thought that was pretty special. And then we ended up having two boys. And, you know, when it came time, you know, we took him to Bowercrest for a tour. And they, um, you know, my, my older son was actually not... Um, he wasn't super excited about going over and I can't be never thought he wanted to go. He was definitely a homebody and, um, he decided, nervous. I'm sure pretty nervous. Yeah, he was eight years old yeah. and, and he, um, he decided that at the very last minute that that's what he was, that he, he would give it a shot, but he never wanted to talk about it. Just send me. And, and so he went and he never, he never looked back. He loved it, loved it. But parents think, you know, I think for, including my own parents, like that, that it's, you send your parent, you send your kids to camp because you don't want them around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's part of it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when people are driving, like when I'm at working at, um, the, the drop off day and people are driving away, they're speeding. I mean, when they drop off their kids, they Come are on. speeding the older, out of there. The older ones. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, oh, the, yeah. the, the greatest thing is like, I mean, you asked the question yep. that, uh, why send your kids to camp and how do you combat the, the families that say, um, well, you know, if I, if, why, why would I send my kid away? Mm. Um, you know, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, that your, your child gains a tremendous amount of independence, which they won't get anywhere else. And you, do you really want your kid the first time they leave the house to be 18 years old going to, going to college, mm-hmm. you know, to learn how to deal with um, adversity, to learn how to deal with um, living with people that you may not, you know, that may not be your very best friends um, that particular moment then the next year you come back and then they become your best friend so it's i mean it's it's very um you're you're screen free yeah and you get a chance to actually interact learn how to relearn how to interact with people 
mean to have kids at that age right now where they are on their screens. They don't even know how to look you in the eye. Like it's, I mean, it's crazy. And to, to the second they get to camp, it's just, that's not even, it's not an option, not an issue. And miraculously they remember, they remember how to have a conversation. They remember how to play cards. They remember how to just hang out and go play some pickup hockey or pickup basketball or now, are the whatever. Rule, are the rules of power, what are the rules of Bowercrest when it comes to, um, uh, devices are they allowed any devices at all or no, no? they can have they can have um we used to say a shuffle or a nano you don't even they don't even make nanos yeah, anymore, they don't make them anymore yeah. it you can buy them for 10 bucks on 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 wherever those like websites. ebay or yeah yeah um wait the oldest campers are allowed to have their phones after evening activity is that right okay oh wow. um, they're in old, the bunk and in, in the bunk and you know the funny thing is is that um they thought because when i came in we we tried to get rid of all electronics for everybody. And we just talked to them about they're going into their junior year and that's, you know, that fine. We made that, we made that concession. Um, but they, after speaking to them this year, they were, they were so angry with me for not allowing them to have their phones during the day. But then at the end of the summer, they were like, you know what? It was actually so much better. We never, we didn't even really use them at night. We just sat around and played cards and talked. And I mean, the, the, the best thing to see is when you look in the, in the mess hall and you see everybody just looking at each other, talking, laughing, um, you don't get that anymore when you go out to a restaurant. You see a family of four, and all four of them are on their devices, and it's just, it's, it's my favorite part of the day is to look at everybody and see them communicate. And I guess that is the if I were to pick one thing, is to relearn how to communicate with each other face to face. Adults needed to. There should be this for adults. I, I, you know? I'll tell you, so, yeah. so we have a bucket in the um, mm-hmm. in the, in the mess hall. So when you go in, all the staff, including us, we put, everything goes in the bucket. That's great. So. I mean, so it completely screen free mm. and it, and it's hard. It, it takes a little getting used to. I, I can relate to the kids like worrying about what they're missing, but as soon as they're at camp for a day that whatever they left behind is. Yeah, uh, it is. Know. I'm in the camp that says it is doing, it is having a, um, what's the word? Uh, it's uh, well, bad. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. No, it's having, it's having this effect on our society that is slowly, eroding our skills of communication and maybe I don't want to get too broad here, but you know, maybe responsible for some of the kind of ugly things happening in this country is we've, we've become these shut-ins and even not, not necessarily in the sense that, you know, you're locked in a basement by yourself on your computer. There are those people, but like you say, Ken, like you're, you're sort of a communicative shut-in like you, you know, and it's, and we're all guilty of it. You know, I was watching the Patriots yesterday and, I had to shut my phone off. I did a good job because I was I had the game DVR'd. So you can't if you get on your phone for one second, you're gonna know what the mm-hmm. score is. I wanted to be surprised. But once I got caught up, I picked up my phone and started instinctively just looking at my messages. And it's like I was enjoying, I was having nice, you know, sitting on the couch watching the game. Like you gotta turn it off. And that's so nice that they can go to camp and that's part of what I mean the other the other thing I think that they, they learn independence. So they learn independence from their de- from their devices, but also I think it's kind of cool that I remember getting to college and you know this guy in my dorm he walked in and he was like how often do you change your sheets because we've been here like ten weeks and I don't know if I should change them now or I'm like yeah <laughs> or, you know or wait to the end of the semester to, yeah learning how to make your bed I mean exactly you know, the yeah. kids coming in like in second that. and third grade they learn how to make their bed they learn how to put their clothes away when they come back from the laundry I mean it's these also are, it's learning how to say goodbye it's learning how to leave your parents it's learning how to leave your comfort zone and to meet new people and and i actually i heard a story very recently about this 
girl who had gone off to college. She was really she had, she had tried overnight camp, and it didn't. She didn't push. It wasn't for her. Well, I mean, I think went home early, which is something that we. I mean, you know, that's the one thing we always say to our parents, to the, our families. It's whatever happens, you don't ever tell them that you'll pick them up early. Right. Because you're just telling them, you know what? You might not be able to do it. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you and, want, and you want, you want them it, to it, know that you believe in them. And yep. anyone can do it. Right. Anyone can do it. And so she had not done the overnight camp thing, and she really struggled in college. She not even, I mean, changing the sheets, I think, would have been the least of her problems. Like, she really did not know how to be away from home and be independent mm-hmm. just as a person. And you know what? And I, and I spoke to all of our staff that went for their first year of college this year. Mm-hmm. My first question to all of them was, do you feel that being in, being away at camp helped you transition? And they're like, absolutely. I mean, one of them was saying how they, a kid on his floor was really, really struggling the whole first, you know, the first month of, of school. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he actually went over to and helped him and kind of like as a counselor. Yeah, knew, knew what him. to do. So, I, more than just be okay on your own, but learn how to help others along the way when they're struggling. So yep. it was, it was really, um, it, it was, it was telling. Yeah. And that, that's what, I mean, not, not just at Bowercrest, but summer camp in general, just teaches so many of those valuable lessons. What do you, I mean, we don't have, time does not permit us for you to go through the entire, um, curriculum of training for your counselors but in terms of homesickness in a nutshell how do you train your counselors to deal with a kid who's homesick i mean i would say that our best counselors the best counselors that we have at bowercrest and and the majority of them are homegrown um they are uh they all most of them are bowercrest alums um our best counselors were our most homesick campers Really? It was actually the first question I asked when I when I started this job. Yeah, were you were you homesick? Were you homesick as a as a camper? Huh. Mm-hmm. And because so, yeah, go ahead. you know some of them that said they were not, those were those counselors were better off with the older camp with the older campers. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they were right, you know, homesick as as a, as a camper, they could you know um, they could have a lot more empathy towards a camper that's coming in that's struggling. And so what we say to them, and and we have as many kids sick parents as we do homesick campers probably more mm-hmm. i would say because at camp they're so busy right. so much of the time and then and tired at the end of the day what they're, right. what they're not is home worrying about it yep. and so the right. parents you know a, a first-time parent that's not you know that that's can be tricky and that's why my role was created like i'm the parent liaison like i am the one that you can call or text and say listen i'm not having a great day i haven't seen him in pictures and you know whatever can you yeah shoot me and that's so easy it is so easy to make a, fa- a parent feel better and what do you do when they come to you with that um when they call me I, I i mean we ken and i know every single camper so i can just go down and say hey you know how's it going and get like a little tidbit of information to share with them and i'll take a picture of you know their their son with a bunch of kids oh really or, wow oh, yeah, and well, send it thing, i mean I'll that's you, the easiest that's thing great. It's very instant yeah one thing that we would never do is we would never say oh he's doing fine don't worry See, about that's, him that's where i was going never yeah. oh, that I, that's good. no so we yeah. would we would we would go down because you know what if 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 a camper is struggling and it's been you know four or five days you know we would already have called the parents to say listen this is what's going on anything right. that, anything you can help us out with that you do at home i mean he's perfectly safe and everything's fine he's just struggling he's so, having a tough time yeah yeah so i mean it it it, it you know, it helps. It helps the parents because, all right, now I know what's going on. I'm involved in the in the in the helping situation. I mean, I taught for 16 years, 
So that whole triangle between the parent, the child, and the student, I mean, that, that uh, you have to get everybody involved. What did you teach, Ken? Uh, fifth and sixth grade English and social studies. Whereabouts? In Natick. Oh, cool. Um, I think it's different for every kid, needless to say. Um, I remember being trained as a counselor. And the top thing that they told you was try to redirect. In other words, the kid is thinking about home. Try to get him thinking about something else. So it's like, you know, you got archery tomorrow. You sign up for archery, right? Are you any good? You know, I'm a little good. Are you looking forward to it? You know, we have, like, when you go up there, there are, like, these four. Like, they're up on a hill. It looks so cool. And I remember when I did archery as a kid. And then suddenly, hopefully, the tears are drying a little bit, you know? It doesn't always work, though. I remember one kid was hysterical one night. And I was the counselor on duty. And I'm trying to calm him down. And the head counselor comes over. And the head counselor, a super nice guy, but just didn't happen to be super empathetic. And so the kid's going, I want my mom. I want. And the guy's going, so you got... um." archery tomorrow right (laughs) (laughs) um third period you have um boating it's like and i'm looking at the guy going hey uh, i don't think this is working (laughs) well i think so one of the one of the things that we do teach him we we had a consultant that worked with us last year that really helped us um as far as the the, our leadership staff how they really helped us uh, just kind of work through some of those talking points and one of them is um you, you validate their feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you really got to just make sure that, yeah, we, I understand. We miss, you know, there are certain things that I miss at home too. Yeah, or you can you say know? when I was a kid, I cried the first three yeah, times I was here. I um, and th- we were taught it's okay to fib a little bit, you know, like, the, yeah. the, the, you know, the uh-huh. kid is, is are you, can you hear, you, we have a technical problem? No, I think no, I'm we're all right good. now. Okay, good. Carrie, Carrie plugged me back <laughs> okay. in. We did our, Carrie no, plugged you in, all right. But also, it, the, the important thing for these kids to know is it's okay. It's okay to miss home. Yep. You, I'd, I'd be worried if they didn't miss home. I mean, what I say to them is it's, a lot of them aren't saying they want to go home. Like, if you're really listening, they're just telling you they're sad because they miss home. Mm-hmm. But... It's okay to, it's okay to, you can't have both at once, right? Like you're going to have your parents for the other 10 months a year. (laughs) So for these two months, like it's, it's okay to miss home, but do you really want to miss all this? Like, and that's really, and and I think that resonates with them. I think they get that because if they were home, they, you know, they they can't decide in October, oh, I want to go back. Right. You know, I mean, I think we can't stand the thought of. Uh, of our kids feeling pain as parents but but there's pain and there's pain right like i think for example as a society we've decided bullying is bad like i I remember being bullied and it's still a painful memory i don't know if i came out of it for the better maybe i did maybe i didn't but for the kids that are homesick you know that's a pain it's in a way it's a good pain they're they're missing something that they love very much and but if they overcome that pain then it sort of becomes a, a good thing, right? Absolutely. I mean, they, they, they realize it's that. It's absolutely a good thing. Right. It's like they, training. It's right. when you're they training can, for anything. If they can overcome, that's why I would say, as he was saying, how you, you never tell your kid, oh, listen, if you're unhappy, we'll come pick you up because you're telling your kid that you're gonna, every time he falls down, you're going to pick him right. up. Right. And this way, I mean, if he's going to come for three and a half weeks, you know, maybe he wasn't happy. He was upset because he was missing home the first few days, but then all of a sudden he has a great rest of the month and, you know, he has that feeling of accomplishment. Yep. And if you can accomplish that, then you can accomplish this and you can accomplish this. And it really springboards a lot of kids into trying new things and saying that, okay, if I was struggling a little bit, I, I have these strategies on how to um, overcome them. So it's, it's ironic. Also, it becomes training for the parents on it because I, I've become, because my son has been at West End House Camp for eight years or whatever. So this is his first year as a counselor. He's a lifer. He's been forever. He just loves it. 
And now, you know, he's 17 now. So during the summer, I don't hear from him. I might get a text here or there, a call here or there. But he's 17. He's got his own life. But, you know, as a parent, you hopefully learn how to live vicariously through them and know that they're someplace happy. And it's it's good to be away, you know, and then you cherish them more when they come back. I don't know. You guys it's, agree? It's good practice. For, I think it's good practice for everybody. Right. It's also good because if you have kids that are away, it gives you and your spouse time to reconnect. Yeah. Mm. For some oh, people, that's a problem. That's, a that's what we, Carrie, that's what you were supposed to be doing. I'm just No, I've been working at camp. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, Ironically, that's, you work at camp. Seriously. I mean, that, that's, a, yeah. that's a big yeah. piece because you know what? I mean, I, as someone who was, who was an empty nester until May, my kid came back, um, it, it was really nice when the kids went, went to school that my wife and I got a chance to reconnect. And we really we loved the fact that we were there and there was nobody at home and, and it was our house again. Yep, and I, I think it's it's a it's it's also nice training for for kids to uh, for for families and parents to get yeah, used totally. to being on their own. I used to take the opportunity you know, to go through my kids' um, rooms and, <laughs> and look for things that yeah. may not. Yeah, I just found a whole bunch of candy wrappers. I was basically find an old nothing. ham sandwich. Yeah, uh, <laughs> candy wrappers. I think. Yeah, right. I think candy wrappers is like the worst offense that I, I found. That, Sorry, Jordan. And I it. think that there are plenty of parents out there who'd be thrilled to have just I found know, candy just wrappers. Found candy wrappers. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and nothing, nothing else but candy had been in those candy wrappers. Oh, That's totally. all. Right. So, is Camp Bowercrest accepting campers? Are you full or? We are accepting campers. Great. So where where do they go? Let's give out the website. Let's plug the crest a little so bit. So it's bowercrest.org is our website. It's B-A-U-E-R-C-R-E-S-T dot org. Or if you really want to say it, it's B-A-U-E-R-C-R-E-S-T dot org. <laughs> that's how you say Oh, is that a ch- that's one of your ch- chance there? For those people that are listening that are Bowercrest alone. The dot org part wasn't in there when they had started <laughs> no. the song probably 50 years ago. but. <laughs> We, I remember pulling into camp the first time I was uh, like playing softball against Bowercrest and pulling into Bowercrest. And as a as a kid going to Telnor, which is a, a co- wimpy co-ed camp compared to Bowercrest, which we th- we thought is the big bad Bowercrest because they're just such good athletes and they're all boys. And we pull in there and we can hear the kids chanting. It went like this: "We are the crest. Oh yeah, we, we are that. the crest." And so we're like we're kind of getting a little nervous and. One of the counselors turns around and goes, hey, let me tell you guys a chant. It goes like this. We are co-ed. We are. <laughs> that, that was our big revenge on, on Bowercrest. To say that we, we, How'd that go? Well, we lost the game, but, <laughs> but we might have saved a little face. It's like when in doubt, just scream, we have girls. We have girls. You know, It's not always a good thing. So I will, I will say, so we are a sports camp. Yeah. When we're, we're always going to be a sports camp, but we are, uh, we are a sports camp and. So mm-hmm. for for. Uh, people who are, we, we, if you like sports, then we, we'd love to have you. If you mm-hmm. love sports, then Bowercrest is the place you should go. But there's uh, but other stuff. Is there's that what you're saying? We, yeah, we yeah, actually, sure. a couple of years ago, started a new um, elective called DIY, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And they, they like make gummy bears out of gel- gelatin. Oh, yeah. um, they make squishy balls. Um, regular candy gummy bears. Regular yeah. candy gummy bears. Do not bears. get yeah. the wrong idea. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Um, and they do, we do like, um, what's that? Uh, hydro dipping where you can dip like a everything, piece of plastic. Everything yeah, comes home tie dyed. Everything comes home tie dyed. Oh, um, cool. And then we, we are actually in the process of hiring a ceramicist. Love it. So we're doing some different things, which, uh, which will, you know, increase our pool. That's great. Yeah. I you always, don't have to be, I, I just want to clarify, yeah, you don't have to be a fabulous athlete. No, no. Yeah. I mean, we're a Jewish camp. Like, you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, 
<laughs> you can't hate sports. If you hate sports, it's not going to be the right See, thing. That, I think that's fair. Because like my, my son's camp, I think, is sort of similar in spirit. West End House Camp. It, since it's all boys, it, they're obsessed, they are obsessed with sports for the most part. There are some kids that just sort of... But then it's funny. Some kids are into sports without being really great athletes. Let's yeah. face it, you know. And so they love kind of being around it. And, you know, there's the kid who will who will be like, you know, just not good enough to make the softball team. But you say to him, hey, do you want to be the manager? Do you want to keep the stats for us? And the kid loves it, and he's part of the team, and, like, he learns. So th- there's that. And then I always had the most fun with those kids who are – who are maybe not the greatest athletes, but learn a couple things over the course of the summer. And maybe that kid is the kid that gets a home run and wiffle ball. And right. those, that's the little that's, victories. God, it's so much fun. Yeah, you yeah. want them to be able to like join a pickup game of anything, you know, when they're and, and some of these kids, they wouldn't have been able to play at home. Like they would have been cut from a town team or eventually. And Bowercrest gives them an opportunity. You can, you can play. Everyone plays. Yeah. You have to play. See, I love the little stories. I remember wiffle ball was very big at my camp because we love wiffle ball. Well, so I, I will tell <laughs> yeah, you that yeah. one of the greatest color war events oh, of all that. time yep. was, you know, we break them up by the, by levels so everybody plays against their like, like opponents. Right. And one of the games was an epic battle of the, uh, the youngest kids, and it was like 10 to 9, mm-hmm. and some kid took a basketball <gasps> and over his, behind his back, off the glass, and in and everyone was secured the eleven nine win. Wow! And it was it was uh, yeah the whole, I mean it was one of the well, I think three quarters of the camp was watching. Oh wow! So it was it was awesome. And yeah. hadn't he like kept falling outright because he didn't oh, yeah. know he, what he was he said, doing? Um, I, I for sake of we'll, we'll we'll call him Max because you know we have thirteen thousand <laughs> of them there. Yeah, there's um, plenty of Maxes. Yeah, Max, if, um, if you get another foul, you're gonna have to sit out for thirty seconds because there was no subs. Mm. And he says, okay. What's a foul? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it was just, and I was refing the game, which yep. was the best thing. I mean, yeah. Oh, actually, no, no, I didn't ref that one. I was watching that one. That was, I mean, it just that that's the kind of thing like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you don't have to be a, a a good a good athlete. You have to just like sports, right? And you'll have opportunities to be a star here or yeah. there. You know, we used to give out weedy boxes for star of the day, and we we, we didn't give them out to the kids who. Weed. Yeah, can you repeat that? Oh, Weedies. I thought you said oh. weed boxes. I thought you weed. said that oh, yeah. too. No, Weedies. <laughs> like the, um, they still make Weedies, right? Yeah. I yeah. Breakfast of Champions. The Breakfast of Champions. And we used to like take a Weedies box and write the kid's name on it and have them come up. And it was usually someone I who was. that idea. Yeah, it was yeah. Star of the Day. It was, uh, and like, I mean, I remembered uh, at the time, little Danny Cashell. You remember the Cashells? Yeah. I'm looking so. at Carrie sort of. He, I mean, the kids, uh, two brothers, very s- sweet kids just not the greatest athletes, but they sort of liked the whole camp experience. And one, of, and the, they had struggled a little bit with homesick and fit, fit in, but I'll never forget the day in the, on the wiffle ball court, wiffle ball field, if you call it that, whatever. But we had a little fence so you could hit a home run. And improbably, this little kid, Dan, hit a home run to win the game. And uh-huh. just, see, it, because camp is a small universe, you know, typically, you know, I mean, the counselors will travel off campus, you know, for a day off or whatever. But for the most part, you're all in the same place. It's your world. I remember there was one summer, some kid told everybody that Dick Clark had passed away. Oh. And for the whole summer, the entire camp thought Dick Clark was dead. I got home and my, I said, too bad about that, Clark. My dad said, Dick Clark. My dad says, what are you talking about? He's fine. <laughs> it was, he got some bad information. But anyway... And because of that, you can be this, you, can, you know, the counselors are like the celebrities of this little mini universe. Oh, absolutely. And you can have your, your moments, so. You can run into a counselor at a dentist's office. I have had that happen. And my kids 
It's like running into Tom Brady. Now, exactly, because they, they think that the counselors have a glow about them. Now, have you kept in touch with friends, camp friends over the years, Ken? Sort of, kind of? Uh, just a couple. Talking to the just, mic. Just a okay. couple of them. Thanks. Yeah, um, one thing that happened for me was just a kind of a cool dynamic that when I got when I got out of college looking for a job, when I got out of law school looking for a job, like you could always call up a camp person who was in your profession and say, you wouldn't think of camp as being a thing like this. But, well, uh, you know, shocker, kind of uh, uh, – Jewish camp, there are a lot of young, fine young men who went on to become lawyers. I mean, I, this is, I know it's a big stretch, but, but uh, when I was looking for a job, I would go just call up somebody, and they would always come welcome me, and, like, you're a Telenor guy, sure. Well, I think that's, that's one of the differences that I have seen between, like, Natacook and some other so-called fraternity-type places that I've been associated with, mm-hmm. and Bowercrest, and that, like you just said, I mean, we, we have a, a couple of counselors, and one in particular who is really, um, he's just graduating college, so he sent me his resume and we've been working together along with my wife. I got to give her props for helping him with his resume. But our, I mean, I, I will almost guarantee that somebody in an alumni in our board will find him a job. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, that's, and that's what my dad, who's like, was like still is sort of kind of on the serious side of a guy and was a serious like business professional. And when I worked at camp, I said to him, I guess I should stop doing this camp thing, dad, huh? Because, I should go get a real job, you know, to do some summer internship or something for experience. He said, do you like the job? He goes, you can have plenty of jobs. You like that camp. You got good relationships there. Go back to camp. Like, I was shocked. My dad said, we could bottle him up and sprinkle him around. Does your dad want to come talk to our our counselors? He probably would, but because you have a challenge, because kids kids think they're going to be the next, you know, know, Zuckerberg or whatever. uh, Yeah. I mean, we have kids that are thinking that they need to do an internship before they go to college. Yeah, like after their freshman year of college, like, you know, I understand we had one kid who's, you know, biochemical engineer and he got an internship after his freshman year. You know what? Good (laughs) for him. You go and do you. (laughs) Yeah, and we have kids who Uh, have opportunities to go to Asia or whatever. Like, we would never want someone to to not take that opportunity. But for the for the rest of it, like camp, camp has everything like and camp is hard working at a camp is it's oh, hard. Sure. And so the kind of experience that they're getting, things change every single day at camp. You're, you know, it's like whack-a-mole. Like things come up, you yeah. push them, you know, like right. you got to, you have to figure things out. Like the, the way that you have to use your brain when you work at camp is, I mean, I can't imagine they're not preparing you for any other profession that you could possibly no want to go into. And I, and I just would, you know, I would, would love to think that um, people who, even people who did not go to camp, can kind of look at that and say, "Oh, you're describing this experience. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty amazing that you have to deal with, you know, ten eight-year-olds, yeah. you know, all day with all different personalities. With all different personalities, yeah. and you know, you don't get a break. Yeah. you do get a break on your day off once a week or whatever it is. But that's or you're not, week. you know, you're not, you're not on every night. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, yeah. I mean, you got to. That's that's. There's a lot. A lot that goes in that. I yeah. am um, good, Kerr. I, I just wrote a college recommendation for one of my staff and um, at camp, and I, I actually had, you know, I related it to all the camp things that he had to deal with, with how he might be in business. And, you know, there's leadership, there's management, there's flexibility, there's human resources. There's so many different aspects. Oh, there goes my mom. I'm a, How about when you sorry. have to plan and do the activity yeah. for the kids? That's well, a whole nother. You got totally. you got to like explain the the this event. It's like event planning, and it's sort of marketing this event as something that's going to be fun. And 
Team, oh, team building. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, so many skills. I, I've written probably, I think I'm over 40 recommendations. Yeah, what's your percentage? From camp. <laughs> from Acceptance. Camp, from camp, yeah. camp people. Oh, is yeah. that right? They from, all ask you to write a recommendation. Yeah. Well, and I would too. I mean, you, you're the expert. Like, you know these kids and you know... So go see Ken if you want a college recommendation. And and, and I tell them that. I said, I'd be happy to write them for you. Yeah. And, I, and I have. I mean, I've, I'm very astute at this college application. Yeah, you get it. App. But that's better than most because you can speak to the kid's actual, you know, the, his character. Because you've seen the kid. You've seen the kid, you know. You know, have to wake up at seven thirty a.m. and wait on tables. You, you've you've seen the kid at his best and his worst, as opposed to, you know, hey, uh, you know, Bill Johnson over there is a CEO. Maybe he can write you a wreck. You know, someone that doesn't really know you that well, like a friend of the family or some sort, right. some sort of thing like that. Um, we are up against the clock, but um, if you want to learn more about Camp Bowercrest, it is Bowercrest Bowercrest dot org. Right, Stacy. That's right. Right. B A U E R. I'm not going to do the chant. B A U E R C R E S T dot org. <laughs> and there you go. And can parents, you can take a uh, a tour. They, if if parents want are interested, they come up. You know, prior to the summer, and you do all that kind of stuff, right? All of our information is on the website. Get in touch with Stacy or myself, and we will set you up with anything you need. Cool. Did I forget anything? Is there Perry? a new video on your website? Oh yeah. Oh, there there just might be <laughs> on, the, on the page. Yes, and also, <laughs> I'm just going to give a plug to Stacy because she's a fantastic writer. Um, her her she last blog. And her other blogs are also on our website. Oh, cool. So please, 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 if you know, it, regardless of whether your kids go to camp or not, read the blog. And the blog is about camp? About like what it's it does for The blog is just, a, it's about being a parent. It's about camp. Oh, I love it's it. About, it's about a lot of things. Parents, read it. You're not being cruel when you send your kid away. Well, unless that's your intention to Biggest get them the heck out of the house. Them. It is. And it comes back tenfold and a zillionfold. Thanks, Carrie. How'd we do? I think we did great. Um, I think I did great. I think you did mostly great. No, you did great. You did great. Everybody did great. Thanks so much. Ken Cotton, director of Camp Bowercrest. Stacey Paula, camp mom of Camp Bowercrest. Again, it's bowercrest.org. Check it out. Uh, And please share this podcast with a friend or a colleague or someone who you think might be on the fence about sending their kid to camp. All the proof you need is right here. If you would like your own podcast, please visit pod617.com and see all the options that we have. On behalf of the gang at Camp Bowercrest and my dear and colleague, Carrie, whatever you are, Carrie, I whatever. love you. Um, my <laughs> name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. If you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. You must be the other guy.